0: On a Zoom with me is a very young and already very celebrated filmmaker. Her name is uh, Talia Smith. She's South African born, currently not in South Africa though, but her latest film Umama has been shortlisted for a student BAFTA, but she's also been acknowledged at the Student Academy Awards. Talia is on a Zoom with me. Uh, Hello, Talia. Firstly, how are you? Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Where in the world are you right now? I'm actually in Israel. I am
1: visiting my boyfriend here. He's also South African. And then I'm coming back to South Africa
0: December 1st. So in a week, I'll be back in okay. South Africa. And then from there, because I know you're not always just here. You you travel quite a lot. Yeah, so I... <laughs> Well, I was studying at NYU
1: and then I've been in New York for five years. And then I was from January, I was living in LA for six months. And so I'll be back in South Africa for a bit. And then I'll probably return to the States at some point next
0: year. Oh, okay. Already your schedule is giving me anxiety. (laughs) me too don't worry (laughs) let's let's talk a little bit about you your name is obviously Talia Smith you're South African born how did you grow up where did you grow up and what inspired you to work in in film and telling stories
1: yeah so I was born in South Africa my whole life raised in Johannesburg and my parents are South African um and so they were actually both in the film industry. My dad is an editor for commercials in South Africa, and my mom, she used to produce, and she stopped when I was born. And so growing up, it was always – um something that was in our house was filmmaking and um, being artistic, being creative was always part of how I grew up. And storytelling was actually, I think, when I look back at my childhood was the biggest part of my childhood, sitting around the dinner table with my extended, my cousins, um, all of us sharing the spotlight to tell a story, who could tell the best story. And, um, when I was younger I wanted to be an actress Also, I thought and then I was on a commercial set I was acting and I was like wow no I got it all wrong I want to be a director and so from then on I decided okay um if I want to do this I want to do it with everything I've got. And I decided to look into schools in New York because I was just like obsessed with New York when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I found NYU, which seemed like the perfect fit. And I think it was, and I worked super hard, got in and was living my dream ever since.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but surely, surely it's not always a dream. Surely there are days when you are either homesick or tired or scared or lonely or or one of the millions of things that you're going to be as someone from South Africa who's packed up your entire life to go and study your dream in New York.
1: 100%. Like, I think I went in with a very romanticized idea about what the city would be. And it's a very hard city, you know, like not even in terms of, of like the mentality there, but the weather is freezing. Like (laughs) you don't have anything close to that in South Africa. Um, You don't come with the right clothes. I can tell you that for free. (laughs) But um, I think Yeah I think what made me realize what was so special to me about South Africa was the stories and the longer I was away from South Africa the longer like the more I yearned to be there or to for other people to appreciate South Africa as much as I did and so I started writing stories about my life and my home every time I missed my home or I missed my family I would like write something about it because that's what was occupying my mind
0: um so I also read though that just before you left for New York you you guys were rubbed and they stole your laptop and all of your essays and all of the things that you needed for NYU
1: Yeah, that was quite a story. Um, Basically, to apply for NYU, you have to submit a portfolio. And along with that portfolio is a bunch of essays. And so I had to do this. And then two weeks later, I was writing matric finals. And I just finished all of my essays, and they were ready to go, I was going to send them in the next day. And my laptop got stolen. And this was pre-Google Drive so there was like no I didn't have it saved anywhere and so I had to rewrite all the essays and also focus on um, my (laughs) matric finals which was just wild it was a crazy time and crazy thing to experience just before leaving but thank goodness it all worked out in the end and I think the essays were better so (laughs)
0: Your confidence and, and your, your, your quiet optimism is, is really good for me to hear. Like I need, <laughs> I need this in my life. Okay. So um, also something that I read is that you were acknowledged as, at the Student Academy Awards. Is this the same Academy Awards like the Oscars Academy Awards?
1: Yeah. So it's a branch of the Oscars and they hold their own, like it's a way to recognize sh- like student level, films and that all the films that win now qualify for the actual Oscars wow yeah so there's still like a long process to go of um you have to get shortlisted and then nominated um but it's very exciting to say that your film qualifies for the Oscars
0: this is insane In 2021 you are going to explode and everyone is going to want to be. <laughs> i hope that you've taken this lockdown to breathe and relax because next year is going to be crazy uh, i hope so <laughs> okay so your film that we're actually going to talk about is called umama it was it's from 2019 and this is something that's really really personal to you can you tell me the story behind umama
1: Yes, so the story is about a domestic worker the day that she wakes up and finds out that her son is missing, and it come it's inspired by a relationship that I have with my domestic worker susan um and as I said, like once I left South Africa, I started to really look at my relationships there and start to examine um different aspects of what being South African is and the dynamics in South Africa. And I remember in my dorm room, I had a picture of me and Susan on my wall and like my American friends would ask me all the time, who is that? Um, And it didn't feel right for me to say to them because I knew they didn't have, it wasn't a norm for them. So I couldn't say to them, Oh, that's my domestic worker because that's not all she was to me. I wanted to explain to them, oh, she's my second mother. So that's how I would describe her. And then I started to really think about this relationship and I wrote a script about the day that I remember when her son was missing um, and kind of just examining this uh, relationship that is so normal in South Africa and in our society there.
0: It is, you know, just reading about it, um, it takes me back to my childhood and Finna, and my brother has a portrait of Finna on his thigh, like that, you know, she, mm. she's our mom. Yeah. She's our mom. And the day she died we went to, to the funeral and to, to the wake and everything, it was just – it was the most incredibly touching thing to see how much she'd sacrificed for Dylan and I – and how we could have probably been better or tried harder or given more or done more, you know, like you, you always gonna think that, but, yeah. uh- definitely the fact that you were telling our stories and this is our story. Like this is, it's, it's what, like 60, 80% of, of this country. This is our story. I think Mm. it's so beautiful. And, um, you know, I haven't seen it, but I can only imagine from looking at the stills that I was sent that it is, it's done with the most dignity and the most beautiful, I don't know, just like relationship. Like it just looks like, I'm at home. I'm comfortable. You know. What I'm I,
1: yeah, I think that was something for me that was really important was it's an ode to Susan and it's me recognizing the sacrifices that she made for us and what was crazy to me was this had happened and she still loves us like her own children and it never her love for us has never changed despite anything that had happened in her own life or um or even when I was little and you know like I was like a little child brat I don't know (laughs) like you know when you're small you don't you don't realize and I look back and I think oh my gosh why was I like whining about this thing to Susan that's so horrible or um but then you also think about the moments that you share where like in there's a scene um in the film that comes directly from our relationship where every Friday night for Shabbat because my family's Jewish, Susan would make roast potatoes and she would my my favorite vegetable of all time. I love roast potatoes. And so she would sneak me on a fork, roast potatoes. And this was something that would happen every Friday night. And so I put it in the film. And when she watched it, she was just smiling so much. And she was like, yes, exactly like that. Um, So you have these beautiful moments. And I think that's what I wanted to explore just the dichotomy of love that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so confusing, but then it is the only thing that makes sense. Um so I hope that comes across in the film.
0: I was gonna ask you if she'd seen it and then how she received it. Yeah, she she loved it and
1: she was so excited that Connie Chume was playing her. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and I think it just what she said to me was that it just validated all the years that she's spent with us and our relationship um, with her. Mm.
0: Okay. So this year, this movie, that's getting me all teary eyed and making me <laughs> remember my childhood. Um, okay. So gold medalist students Academy awards, uh, student is shortlisted SA indie face best director, garden route film festival, first run film <laughs> festival, New York world finalist Norwich film festival, Chicago film festival, national <laughs> Board, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, This has been 2020 in the middle of a global pandemic in a lockdown. All of this is happening. Where to in 2021, Talia? (laughs) It's a good question. Um, no, I think
1: I'm right now writing a feature film, which is also based on a true story in South Africa. And so I'm going to be home writing that. And, um, hopefully selling it to a production company and getting into pre-production with that and just working on other maybe like commercials, music videos, um, all of those fun things in between.
0: Do <laughs> you have a favorite thing to do? Do you prefer to write? Do you prefer to direct feature films? Do you prefer to direct short films or music videos? Like, What's your favorite?
1: I love... It's so hard to pick. Like I can tell you, I do not, I'm not good at producing and like, <laughs> I don't have any interest in doing that. So I really appreciate people who do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I really love directing, whether it's on a commercial or long feature. Um, I love working with actors. It's so much fun just to collaborate and really like get into the character then and, and, with my writing see how far they can take it in a way that I had never even imagined so for me that's right I love collaborating so that's my favorite part I think
0: and the process of writing now this feature film do you like you obviously have an idea because it's a true story but Mm -hmm writing for film as opposed to just writing your story down are two completely different things. How do you make it work and compact it into what is going to become a film?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting taking true stories because I love history and I love people, like anecdotal stories. And so whenever I learn something new, I want to add it into the film, but I think the easiest way to kind of write a story is to have a touchstone and understand, okay, this is the film and this is the basis of the film. And when you're writing every scene to make sure, does this um, help the vision and the touchstone that I've set out for the film? And in that way, it's easier to kind of navigate the big landscape. (laughs)
0: i feel like all of this is very overwhelming and that's why people like you do that and people like i (laughs) i don't know if i would be able to have the dedication that it would take to write something like that and then like i would stress that i'm not being truthful enough and i haven't given enough and then i would want to redo it which would take another year (laughs) and it's like 25 years later and it's never been done
1: yeah no it definitely can get to that um you just have to have some um uh, i don't know an, an inner voice that w- when you hear it and it says it's enough you just have to listen <laughs> and stop
0: <laughs> yeah, the inner voice is gonna be like no I don't no, maybe not sorry maybe <laughs> maybe not <laughs> uh, Talia, this has been a really great conversation okay so like for south africans where can we watch mama where can we follow the film and see how it's growing and you and where it's going in 2021. Totally. So
1: it's an interesting question you ask because I myself don't know when it will be completely out because it basically depends on the festival. So now, for example, with the Oscars, we have to wait to hear back on whether we get shortlisted or anything like that um which means we can't put it out publicly but if we get into different festivals we post it on our instagram page which is at umama underscore film um and you can see on there we'll always say okay this festival showing the film um and that way people can watch it and if ever i have an event with the film i'll post it on our instagram page stunning
0: talia thank you so much travel safely when you travel thank you and um good luck i don't know if we say good luck or break a leg or i don't know what the 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 thing is for right i think they they all work (laughs) Just have all of it. We'll, we'll have all of the vibes. Um, and we can't wait. And holding all of the thumbs and everything for the Academy. Thank you so much, Danny. It was so great speaking with you.